Welcome to part two with Pastor Steve Gammon. You were just kind of getting warmed up and we had some technical difficulties, which was a good break. So we are on to part two. Um, and those of you who've not seen part one will not want to, you just, you just want to go back and it's lovely, absolutely wonderful and powerful. Um, but Pastor Steve, you were talking about, um, had just been diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Um, this, I mean, and like severe. Um, so all of a sudden you're knocked out of, um, your full-time pastorate, your community, your, um, your, your provision for your family. I mean, just this is a bad place. It's just though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh huh. You were relating to that one big time. Um, and so, uh, and, um, and you were sharing on Caring Bridge about your, um, uh, you know, what was going on and being who you are and just with the gift on your life, you couldn't help sharing what the Lord was showing you. And this was ministering to people and, and everybody said, write a book. And so I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. That sets it up well. Yeah. The hard reality is that I learned firsthand what I've seen for so many. And what we've all experienced, too, is that life isn't always easy. And, you know, you can be right smack dab in the center of God's will, and life is miserable. That's true. In many ways. I mean, full disclosure, uh, being in the center of God's will doesn't protect, it's not, doesn't mean your, 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 your life will be just roses and butterflies. Stuff happens. We really do live in a fallen world. And that can be very disillusioning for people who kind of have a, a mindset that if I'm in God's perfect will, everything's going to be rosy. And it's not always that way. That's precisely right. And that is what Jesus taught. Mm-hmm. That is what Jesus taught. And we are, after all, followers of Jesus. What a thought. He said, he said that in this world, you will have trouble. You will have tribulation. But tribulation. Here, I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. And so, but the circumstances may be hard. And, uh, and one of the graces I've had in life is I've been able to travel and meet people who are in places where life is for them was very hard, but they're deeply in love with Jesus. And I've met people who've, who've lost like family. They've lost like everything. They've lost, they've, they've just the things that followers of Jesus have had to endure. Because this has been true since the very beginning, right. uh, since since some of this the writers the human of, condition. Uh, of the New Testament, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, but yet, yet they have joy and contentment in the Lord. How is that possible? Right. How is it possible that in Acts sixteen you find Paul and Silas singing from while they're in chains and right. giving praise to the Lord? <laughs> Right. And they're not trying to look good or like make a statement. They are truly oh. joyful. <laughs> they're, the only, they're the only Christians in town, you know, and then, and then this Philippian jailer comes and his family come to Jesus that night. You know, it's just, wow. it's just, incre- it's just incredible. Um, and so speaking of Paul, uh, he 
he, he uh, sometime later uh, wrote the letter to the Philippians, to this very church that was born from him and Silas from an earthquake. <laughs> Praising God in the middle of trouble. <laughs> Sometime later, he is writing a letter to that church while he is uh, in prison. And he doesn't want to be in prison. And he is he's experiencing struggle uh, and hardship and difficulty. And he writes in Philippians chapter 4, but I have learned this secret. So how do you learn... How do you learn what he's describing? You learn by enduring it, by going through it, by turning to the Lord in your heart. Mm-hmm. He said, I have learned Philippians 4.11. I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. Right. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then he tells us the secret. There it is. It's Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. It is Including in having joy the in the midst. Yeah. Joy in the midst. It's mm-hmm. in the relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so the testimony that I was sharing is that my Lord in his grace, and I see it as a grace now, believe me, I didn't see it as a grace when I got the diagnosis. Yeah. But I see it now as a grace mm-hmm. from my God to get the diagnosis of cancer that I got in October of 2018. Before that diagnosis, I was right where I wanted to be. I was back in the local church life again, where I belonged. I had, I, I'm a local church pastor at heart, but God keeps saying, okay, take those gifts and shepherd in this situation, <laughs> in this situation. Right. You know, denominational leadership roles and, and, and military chaplaincy roles. In other places, God will say, Lead here. After all, like we talked in the previous time, right. he's Lord, I'm not, you know. Right, right. But I longed to be a local church life, and I was again. And then suddenly I wasn't. And because it all shocked us smithereenies, yes. Yeah, and so the lessons that I've learned have been the same lessons Paul learned. I've learned the secret. And it's not based on, and this is a key lesson that I, that I talk about that we have to learn, that has come out of the Lord pouring himself into me, is contentment. My contentment, the Lord says, is not circumstance-based. Yeah. My contentment is relationship-based. You will find the contentment I have for you in your relationship with me, no matter what your circumstances are. You get it, Steve? And I, if, if you'd asked me this at different junctures of life, I would say, got it, got it, got it. Because I've had to go, go through trials. Yeah. You've been through some stuff, have. some heavy-duty stuff. Some heavy-duty pain, mm-hmm. you know, and disappointments mm-hmm. and trials and struggles. But this one, I would say, was in many ways the hardest because right. I lost so much, not gradually, yeah. but suddenly. Like suddenly. A, it was like a train wreck. What happened yeah. to my life? Yeah. What happened to my well, health? I'm just trying to get right. up and go to the bathroom. This is my thing for the day. It's the hardest thing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Right. So... Anyway, like I was saying, uh, Caring Bridge, uh, this website that uh, 
you know, I, I was familiar with my experience at first hand. You can go to this website if you're ill, and you can post a page where you can keep people informed of how you're doing with your illness. But being a shepherd, I couldn't help it. As I was doing those posts, I was adding, this is what I'm hearing the Lord say through all of this, because this was one that, this was the only venue I had, but it was one where I could still be what I was in the midst of it. Because God was speaking. He was saying, I got you. I'm with you. It's hard, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hmm. I gather you've heard that one too. Maybe once or a lot. (laughs) And I I, I lean on it regularly. I I go back there. I go go back there on a daily basis. I have learned dependency. I have learned and I am and I'm learning. It's not like I've mastered. But yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so anyway, thank God in his sovereignty. Uh, you know, I really thought, more than once, I thought he was going to promote me to heaven, mm-hmm. yeah. like soon. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was thrilled with that. I was absolutely <laughs> I vote <thrilled>. for that. <laughs> yeah. Especially when because, you're suffering so much, too. Right. And I have seen pictures of heaven, and I, and I hear the, and I hear the revelation of heaven. Yeah, right. We God's love word. for it. Mm-hmm. And we long for it's not like I, I, I had to get screened before I was approved for stem cell transplant. One of it was part of it was psychological screening, and so they all, one of the questions they were asking me had to do, you know, had to do with how much I was focused on death. And I said, "Yeah, I think about it. I think about it all the time with anticipation." With anticipation. Look well, at Lord. In the, yes. In the VA medical system, you can read your own medical records. You can read right. what people wrote. Right. Suicidal ideation. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, you're not. We're not tracking, but yes, I get it. That's no, so we're funny. not, we're not, we're not death focused, but right. we are heaven focused. Oh, goodness. And we just long for face to face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the Lord has walked with me through it, and out of it came, uh, with the encouragement of many, uh, sharing lessons that were learned, and and that came to be uh, this book, or is it, uh, Walking with God Through Deep Valleys, Lessons on Finding Contentment When Life is Hard. And uh, because I, I heard, I was hearing from so many people how this, I still am, I still hear Every single week I hear from somebody, every week I hear from somebody, often multiple people, where this stuff is powerfully speaking to them. Because so many of us are walking, we are all walking and living in a broken world. But we we know who to lean on. Mm -hmm. And we're feeling it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, so so let, let me just... Bring you up to date on what's happened since. Okay, so I went through stem cell transplant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am now officially, thank God, in remission. Uh, thank you, and Jesus. so <laughs> yes. I am not dealing with stem, I'm not dealing with multiple myeloma right now, yes. although they tell me I'm not, I'm not cured, because mm-hmm. uh, there's no cure for multiple myeloma. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our days are numbered by God. I still have a compromised immune system. Right. 
And I have to be careful. So all of you who are wearing masks, I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm being careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, point, be mindful point, of point other is, people. Be mindful of other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know about you, but 2020 was a hard year. Uh, 2020, uh, was a hard year because of COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, because of all the ramifications of that of our culture. It was a very divisive, uh, election year in our culture. It was a very hard year for me personally because it's the year I had this, I had this stem cell transplant and then had to battle to get my energy back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the last week of 2020, okay, so we were, all, nobody was saying, oh, I love 2020 so much. I'd like to do it again. I'll take two. No. no, but we got to the end of we got to the end of yes, 2020, and uh, and uh, by the grace of God, I was asked. Uh, I, I asked the Lord what I've often done at the end of the year. Lord, how do you want me to approach my quiet time with you, my devotional life with you in 2021? Do you have any specific guidance for me? Because I always love it. I love the fact that we can have a personal relationship with the living God and we can take time to be with it. So good. So I asked the Lord this question and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and gave me a specific assignment. Again, my God is Lord, I'm not. And we take orders from him. He gave me an assignment and and it, it was laid on my heart. This year, 2021, I want you to listen I want you to write, I want you to write a devotional book with a daily devotion this year in 2021. Nice. And, uh, and I knew how it was, how it was supposed to be, uh, I knew how it was supposed to be fleshed out and how it was supposed to be designed. It was supposed to be because God, I can. Mm. Uh, because God, I can. And, uh, subtitled 12 themes on following Jesus. Yeah. And so that, there it is. Yeah, and it's a it's a year long daily devotional with a reading for every day, and each month there's a different thing. Now, Catherine, I got a question for you. Could you imagine having the Lord living in your home and walking with you all through your life journey, every single day, everywhere you go? You're never going to be apart from Him. Could you imagine that and not bothering? to talk with him or listen to him or, or enjoy his presence. It is, I mean, it, it is mind-boggling, <laughs> but we do it, right? I mean, we do as as not necessarily you and I, but I mean, um, but we do it. We get distracted. We get busy. We get whatever. And wow, we need, that's our life source. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess my Lord, again, I, and I've shared before the last time that we talked, about the joyful blessing I had, even when I was young, to enjoy that quiet time with the Lord each day. And yeah, so let me just give you the 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 high the high top, so that you can get a vision of of why I think it's important to do this every day. It it is such an invitation to our Lord again from the beginning when He said to to Simon and. Andrew and James and John and Levi and others follow me. He is saying to us, follow me and enjoy life with me. 
And we can. We can because God. Because God what? Because God invites us. I mean, that's where it starts. Because God is God, and God invites us into personal relationship with him. Let's make it personal. You put your name. God invites you in a personal relationship with him. You can because God. Because God, because of who he is, because God speaks, because God acts and reveals and empowers and loves, because God is with you today. He will be with you today in everything you're facing today and tomorrow because God. You can. You can what? I already mentioned Philippians 4.13, which says, because God, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Holy Spirit laid on me 12 specific things that all who follow Jesus Christ can do. And each of these is a month-long theme in this year-long devotional with a short devotion each day focused on that theme. But because, God, I can, and I I can get excited about each of these, because, God, I can believe. Mm -hmm. I can believe. I can believe. Now, here's the thing about, about believe. Those who believe are those who are seeking for truth. Uh, Jesus said this, one of my favorite verses, Matthew 7, 7, asking will be given you, seek and you will find. Mm-hmm. Knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to whom who knocks the door will be opened. Mm-hmm. I met a guy over in North Macedonia who told me that he had been Muslim, always Muslim. He was a seeker of truth. Mm-hmm. And in his dream, Jesus Christ came to him and revealed himself to him. He became a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus reveals himself to those who are seeking truth. The Gospels are told are filled with people who, post-resurrection, who knew that Jesus had died on that cross, longed for truth, longed for Jesus. And so you have Mary Magdalene, you have you have all the apostles, and then you have Thomas and others who said, we have seen the Lord. They believed. And so we can believe because we long for truth and God reveals himself to us. Well, another one that I really get excited about is because God I can trust. To trust is to rely on the character and strength and truth of God. We can trust him. And why can we trust him? Because God has shown himself faithful to us. Uh, I told you, I mentioned about the call that happened after 9-11. 9-11 was such a horrific day. The church that I was serving in New Hampshire on that Wednesday night, October 3rd, I think it was, we were having a worship service, and I was on my face. I was prostrate before God. And the Holy Spirit was saying to me very clearly, Steve Gammon, do you trust me? And, you know, I said, yes, Lord. I walked with you a long time. You've shown yourself faithful. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit came back. Do you really trust me? Mm-hmm. And I was bothered. Yes, Lord. I, I really I trust think you. So. <laughs> I think Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's now starting to come to mind Peter's frustration. Right. When the Lord said, do you love me? Do you really love me? Because yeah. they're like... Then it was a future-oriented question. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? And 
And with tears, I, I didn't know what it meant. Yes, Lord, no matter what comes, I am going to trust. You have shown yourself reliable to me. Yes. I'm going to trust you. Wow. And I found out an hour after I got home, why out of the blue, from the same commander again, speaking, you recalled the active duty, you required to report within 24 hours. That's a big deal. And I was called up for a year with no notice whatsoever, but the <laughs> Lord had notice. Yeah, the Lord had you notice. You see, the Lord yeah. knows what's coming. He knows what's coming, doesn't he? And he takes care of the details. Yeah, Brian was on an aircraft carrier at the time and was, was on his way home and then had to turn around. So I, I, I get it. That was a big trust. Yeah. It's, it's a big trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so the Lord just says to me, and so trust essentially is hold on to my reliability. And so it is good for us to hit the pause button now and then and reflect on the reliability of God. And so what does that mean for me as I face my current circumstance? Mm-hmm. And my trusting you now, Lord, in this situation, whether you're dealing with cancer, whether you're dealing, whatever you're dealing with. So because God, I can believe, because God, I can trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could go through all of these. I only just had a couple of them. Because God, I can receive. Receive. Mm -hmm. To receive is is to be given, presented, awarded something. Mm -hmm. Something that now becomes ours. Mm -hmm. We gain it. We accept it as our own. The Bible says that God has offered to us so much. And the greatest gift he's offered, of course, is his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and love, his love, his everlasting life through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. But like with every other gift, we've got to receive it. We have to, in faith, receive it. John 1, 11 and 12 says he came to his own. His own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We have to hit the pause button on our heart to reflect on it. What has God offered to me? Am I fully receiving it? It's good for us to pause and, and reflect on that. Uh, Another one that I just love to reflect on, and we need to live this way all the time, is to pray. You know, we can pray, and we do pray. Mm-hmm. We, we need to pray mm-hmm. <laughs> as a way of life. Mm-hmm. No way. Um, and that to pray is to converse and commune with the Almighty. That's all about relationship. It yeah. is all about relationship. And it's back and, and forth. And so it is, mm-hmm. it, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's, Back and forth. It is not only listening. I mean, it's not only talking. It's listening to, and to whatever is on God's heart. And here's a key thing that I've learned about prayer: that prayer is not so much a cry for what God might give to us, as it is a cry for God Himself. Yes, which is everything, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Wow. If if we if we focus only on what God can give us, we're missing out on the best and the biggest treasure. Mm-hmm. Prayer is not so much a cry for what God might give to us as it is a cry for God Himself, That's and so good. we need to enjoy really that good. that privilege. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Then and then praise, which is uh, affirmation, approval. I, the image of praise that I love that keeps coming to mind 
is praising God flows out of a heart of adoration. It's like holding a mirror in the sun, (laughs) reflecting the light back to the source, back to the glory of God. It shifts our focus from ourselves and our many distractions and disappointments and heartaches to the Holy One, to God himself, to the greatness of who God is. It's not like God needs us to fluff and buff his ego. No, we need it because we need to remember who is this person who's actually in us? Who is this person? Oh, my goodness, he's this and he's this and you're this and you're this and you're this. And all of a sudden you start to transcend because you're focusing on the one who is transcendent, right? Who transcends all things. I love it. I right? love it. And I love it. Well it's about said. that relationship. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well said. And that's why that's that's why I still marvel at, at Paul and Silas right. having been beaten. Right. Having been chained and they're praising God in right. the midst of it. And and when I have done that, I have found myself doing that at times in misery. And it does. It mm-hmm. it yeah, and God inhabits the praises of his people. Right. And it goes it's counterintuitive to praise God oh, when life is miserable. A lot of times the last thing you want to do <laughs> <laughs> you want to complain and well God, how could you let this happen? And it's like, wait a second, God's not the problem. Yeah. Uh but yeah, and, and, and we're we're needing that. So it is a discipline sometimes we really need to do because it gets us out of ourselves and focused on the one who like pulls us into the reality of who he is and as sons and daughters of God pulls us out of, of the circumstance and we're able to look down on the circumstance. And that's where we get creative. Uh, that's where our faith is effectual because we're connecting with love and faith works by love. But that's where we also get the, the, the leadings of how we're going to get out of our predicaments or the strength we need or the wisdom and insight we need, or maybe we just need to the strength to maybe go minister. You're talking about ministering to people in the hospital, right? That you, when you were in the hospital, um, all of that. And it it causes us, avails us of, wait wait a second. This is not what I'm experiencing now is not the be all end all of everything. No, I'm one with the one who loved me and gave himself up for me. And I love it. I love us it. And that, towards him. That absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it it is good for us to pause because sometimes these things which are part of following Jesus, we know that we can do them. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, we don't. Or we don't to the extent that we can. Yeah. And so God says, Yes, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And so He's discipling us. He is discipling mm-hmm. us as long as we are walking on this side of eternity, He's discipling us to make us more like Jesus. And these are all part of it. Of course. Love is love is probably the key one. You just you just talked about, you just mentioned it. Love 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 is Jesus says, I want you to love like I've loved you. Right. And greater love is no one, no one, than one who would lay down his life for another. And that's what Jesus did uh, for us and what he calls us to do. So we can love because we have been loved like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, and we're called to do one that. Of the, As sons and daughters, we look just like him, right? So we're called to, we're being conformed in his image. He's it's the image of God who is love. And so... 
that's what, that's our highest level. The new commandment I give you, right? That you love as I have loved. And that's supernatural. We can't do it apart from him, but we're not apart from him. And so, right. And so we're, we're called to operate out of that, that, that greater truth. Yeah. And one of the things that motivates us to want to do that is to internalize that we have been loved. Yeah. We have to internalize it. And a lot of us, we've all experienced times when we haven't felt so loved. And our Father in heaven loves us so much and is continually reminding us, oh, you have, you are loved so much. Um, one of the illustrations I use in one of the devotions, I think it's in the month of June where the whole month of, is focused on this devotions on love is uh, a century ago this guy in, uh, that was the uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain was David Lloyd George David Lloyd George and the story's told about when he was an infant uh, his mother God bless her uh, was carrying her infant son uh, across uh, a journey on the South Wales and a blizzard came up and the blizzard uh, overtook them, and that young mom never reached her destination. Uh, but later, uh, searchers found her lifeless body, and that baby was snuggled beneath her body with all of her outer clothing and scarf and everything wrapped around that baby. And so he lived because of the sacrificial love of his mom. And I, that, illust- that illustration and others, you know, they come out of wartime and so on, or folks will throw themselves on a hand grenade to save the lives of others. These sort of things, the Holy Spirit uses to say to us, that is how I have loved you. You are loved enough to give my best for you. And when we internalize that, Jesus told us, it is going to stir you to love others. You can love because you are loved like that. Uh, Powerful. Powerful. And the more we track with that, the more it flows seamlessly. Sorry, you just kind of hit my hot button, but I'll I'll, I'll let you continue because I might run away with things. Trying to hold it in. No, no. So yes. keep loving, keep yes, loving, yes, keep yes. loving, because you're keep you're gonna you love we're loved so much. We are loved so much, so much. And okay, so I'm gonna t- touch on listening. We I have a whole month that focuses on the on devotions on listening, which is paying attention. That's clearly listening is paying That's attention. Good. By the way, I'm hearing here I'm wearing hearing aids right now. Um, and my wife tells me sometimes, you're not hearing, wearing your hearing aids, are you? And she says, I don't hear them when I don't want to hear. I'm not wearing them when I don't want to hear. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, let's be honest, we don't want to hear. Okay. Wow, 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, let's be honest, we don't really want to hear what God is. No, said. it's no sense. No. We don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and, this is us. And because we're nervous. We're nervous about what it is. And exactly. so listening to God, we need to hit the pause button and reflect on what that means because it requires an intentionality. It requires focus. It requires believing that we need to hear what God has to say. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's turning down distractions to receive what God is saying now. And that needs to be a life or a lifestyle for us. We have to turn off distractions because there's too many. Yeah. Uh, one of the um, one of the concepts that I mentioned, one of the devotion is one that has come to my attention. Called 
inattentional blindness. Uh, there's a devotion in there of inattentional wow. blindness, which which is failing to perceive an unexpected stimulus in plain sight. Wow. Failing to perceive an unexpected stimulus in plain we're, sight. We're getting nailed today. Lack. Yes, go ahead. It's good. Yes. Skip press. Nail us. Because of, nail a, us. because of a lack of attention, <laughs> right? And so one of the studies that was done, uh, it, money was clipped on a tree branch across a walking trail mm-hmm. about head height. Oh. And 400 people walked by and only and 94% didn't notice the money wow. because their attention was elsewhere. Right. And so that that kind of spoke to my heart in that, that we need, I need, you need, we all need intentional quiet time mm-hmm. with our Lord to proactively pay attention and listen to see and notice what God is saying to us. And that is a discipline. We need to discipline ourselves with that. Yeah, that's good. The quiet time helps. It's, it's, and so I usually start by Lord, clear me of the distractions. And now my mind is scattered. Clear me. I want to hone in. Give me ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. That prayer is, is always helpful. So we need to listen. We also need the rest. Uh, and that one there is probably of all the 12 that I focus on in this devotion, I would say it's the hardest one for me <laughs> because, because I'm driven and many of us are driven, uh, ceasing from our, you too. <laughs> yeah. Just ceasing from work, from striving is hard. Sure. Uh, and, it's, and we need to choose to relax and to refresh and to recover strength. And it's interesting to note that our Lord commanded us, this is one of his first commandments to us, is to do this, is to rest. Yeah. Um, and he did it. Genesis 2, 1 to 3, as you know, the, the creation story concludes with, uh, with our God uh, resting. It says he rested on the seventh day which clearly is not because he was exhausted, but because he wanted, as it were, to hit the pause button to reflect on the purpose of it all. And what is the purpose of it all? To glorify God. It's all for the glory of God. And it's interesting to note that in the account of all of the days of creation, this is the only one, the only day that, that does not end with the words, and there was evening and there was morning. And then the end of that day, which implies then that the seventh day really isn't over. There is still this need for us to rest and to reflect on the purpose of it all, which is for the, for the ultimately for the glory of God. And if we're just go, 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 which many of us are, and we don't hit the pause button, then we're missing out. And, and uh, we need to find a rest in Him. That's so good. Wow. So those are each each a month long focus yeah. in your yeah because yeah the, God I can yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so the other ones just to mention them are to mm-hmm. testify mm-hmm. and by the way which is to tell of what we know and we're all called to bear witness and to serve the essence of serving is that to serve is the essence of following Jesus mm-hmm. uh, to give which is uh, to freely transfer possession of something to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's freely supplying what we have received to others. And the hope, uh, which, by the way, biblical hope is not wishful thinking. It is yeah. confident expectation. 
Uh, and biblical hope, by the way, is a good thing for Advent because it's all about God keeping his promises. And, uh, and it's a, fit, it's a fitting thing for Advent as we hold on to the promises of God. His first coming, which is fulfilled, but also his second coming, which we hold on to in faith. So anyway, that's. Wow. Wow. The, the relationship that is ours of walking with Jesus. Uh, I just, I just thank God that I've been able to do it now for six decades. And I don't know how many more years I got, but I'm going to walk with the Lord as many as I got. And then exactly. keep walking the other side of eternity. We get to walk, right? It's, it's an eternal Amen. thing. Isn't that gorgeous? Amen. I love that. I love it. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, so gorgeous. Um, you guys will want to check out, uh, Stephen's, uh, resources. I am sharing the links. Um, take advantage of the free downloads, but please, 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 um, uh, buy, purchase, support Stephen, right? And, and what he's doing and, and get the beautiful hard copies in your hands, uh, to enjoy. Um, wow. Well, this has been so rich. It's meant, I cannot tell you how much this has meant for me personally. It's like a, a full circle. Um, and isn't that just beautiful, right? Isn't that beautiful? Thank you. It's, yeah. it is beautiful. And I, I, we knew each other, uh, many years ago mm-hmm. and our father in heaven has walked with us along the way. And right. now we've connected again. So and, uh, oh. and here's the beauty is that we are forever family. Isn't that great? I mean, that is, I mean, that is such hope that, that transcends death, that transcends distance, that transcends difficulty. Um, I mean, that is, that's a, such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful reality. And I love that. Perhaps if it's okay, I'd like to maybe just conclude by, and this is kind of a testimony in itself by telling everyone my, uh, the name of my website where you can find information on all three books, but also where you can make contact with me. Uh, It's walkingwithgodforlife.com. Just reflect on that for a moment, because that is the privilege that is ours, to walk, walkingwithgodforlife.com. And for life is eternal. As you just pointed out, it is eternal. Walkingwithgodforlife.com. And if you want to send me a personal message about anything you've heard today or question about any of the book or, you know, some people sometimes want to find ways to get cheaper prices on bulk orders or whatever, just let me know. But my uh, email address is steve at walkingwithgodforlife.com. It's been a joy to be with you, Catherine, and uh, pray God's continued blessings on you and your family and ministry and on all your, all your listeners. We're forever family, and we get to walk with God for life. What a privilege that is. Yay. Oh, my goodness. Such a privilege. Well, thank you so much for joining. Please connect with Steve. Uh, support him. And thank you, Stephen. Um, I hope I can have you back. Uh, and and you're, started, you're thinking of starting another podcast. So, boy, that would be a thing. So, Grace, Grace, I'm on that. I'm about that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Excited. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, give my love to Helen. And um, and we will, we will definitely keep in touch. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.